Welcome to Sports the Podcast Fantasy Show, a Sports the Website podcast hosted by Mike Lavery with Jason Olivo. Hear them laugh, hear them cry, hear their five-year conversation on if Blake Bortles is good. Well, this is the kind of speed, the explosiveness the Carolina Panthers are counting on on D'Angelo Williams. A 28-yard touchdown throw for Danny Amendola. Michael Floyd, Floyd battling to get to the end zone. Floyd extends his body for the touchdown. And thank you very much. David Wilson returns the favor. For Michael Finley, heck, there were three guys on him. Welcome to Sports the Podcast. I am your host, Mike Lavery. Normally, I am joined by my good friend Jason Olivo for these episodes, but... This week, Jason couldn't make it, so I'm going to fly solo, which he's the smart one, but it saves me a lot of editing time to just have to edit one track, so hopefully it'll go smooth. It was a rough week for me in fantasy. I went 3-3. and I can't remember the last time I was under 500. And now, out of my six leagues, there's two leagues that I'm 1-2, which is terrible. This is my worst season in a long time, so I don't even know why you're listening. But it was a great week for kickers and you know how I love those kickers in fantasy leagues Justin Tucker 66 yard record long walk off field goal Dylan Carlson two overtime field goals and obviously one of those was a walk off Young Hoku walk off for the Ra- for the Falcons Mason Crosby 51 yard walk off for the Packers against the Niners Chase McLaughlin a 57 yard field goal which was the longest home field goal in Brown's history. You know, a lot of asterisks on that one. And then Dustin Hopkins actually recovered his own kick. So, I mean, you love to see that. Two of the say kickers don't matter. Don't understand the the chess match of field position and scoring and, I don't know, all that nonsense. Kickers and punters are very important to football. Now, I am going to do something soon. I'm going to put together a piece about how more teams should go for it on fourth down and more teams should go for it on two-point conversions, but that doesn't mean that kickers and punters aren't important. But every time you punt, the percentage likelihood of you to win does drop. So there's that. So I'm going to do most of the normal segments, but I'm not going to have a back and forth with Jason, so I'm just kind of going to shoot the shit about these things. So first of all, I'm going to do quarterbacks that I think you can pick up that are owned most of these are owned and under 50% of leagues. So the first one is Sam Darnold. Sammy D, 15% owned. So, so far, each game he has had 68% completions. Which is good. He had yardage, he had two games over 300 and a, a game that was 279. And every game he's had at least two total touchdowns between passing and running. That's all I have to say about Sammy D. He, he had a good schedule so far. I mean, he went against the Jets. He went against New Orleans was good, and he went against Houston. And he has Dallas, Philly, and Minnesota next. They're all pretty good run defenses. But I really like what he's doing. Don't get too out on Sammy D. He's only 24 years old. He's barely a year older than guys like Mac Jones, who are rookies this year, and he already has like a handful of seasons under his belt. So he's someone that I really like going forward now he is one where you might have to 
stream quarterbacks. This was something I've been doing in one league this year, even though I just traded for Dak, so I'm not going to stream anymore. But he's someone I was using to stream, and the weeks I started him were the weeks I won. Next one is Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones, I'm not as high on overall for his career as I am for Sammy D. Daniel Jones, he has he's had the same completion percentage this year as Sam Darnold, 68%. He did have one game this year where he was below 60%. He hasn't had a 300-yard game, but he has had two games with two touchdowns each, one running, one passing each game. One thing he has more than Darnold is the rushing yards, which I love in fantasy. Just, you know, you get those cheap free points for rushing quarterbacks. Uh, Daniel Jones, he isn't obviously as good a rusher as a lot of the rushing quarterbacks, but he does already have 160 one yards this year, so he has 53 rushing yards a game. So that's 5.3, 5.4 extra points each game. And he already does have two rushing touchdowns. Now his schedule isn't much easier the next three, day, the next three games. So he has New Orleans, he has Dallas, and he has Rams. But since you do have those rushing points, he is a little more, like a little safer against those good defenses, even though I think he's much more likely than Sammy D to throw some picks. But for those for the next three weeks, I might like Jones more than Darnold, but I think as a whole, I like Darnold more. And then the last QB is Tyler Haneke. And he's only owned in 6% of leagues, so he's out there in all your leagues. I don't know if he keeps the job, but right now he's doing a good enough job to keep the job. He's 1-1 one one as a starter, but two of the three games he's played, he started. The, the first game he didn't start, but he did have... 15 attempts, so he still played a good portion of the game. He was 73% that game. Second game, 73, almost 74%. And then the third game, 58%. So he has been having some really good completion percentages. He's not doing a ton in the air. He did have one game of 336, but then last week was just 212. He's had two TDs each game, and he had a rushing TD last week. So three TDs last week. He's someone that it's it's tough. Like he deserves a job. We saw what he did last year in the playoffs. He's only twenty eight. He's not young, but he's not old. He's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I don't know when Fitzpatrick comes back who gets the job. We'll have to see. But I do like what I see out of Henneke so far. For running backs. So first of all I'm gonna go PPR. This is someone who said was a league winner, and that's Gio Bernard. Gio had a great week last week. He had Nine receptions for 51 yards. That's obviously what you want out of a PPR running back. Um, he's not getting a ton of carries. So far this year, he has zero rushes. So if he keeps that pace, he's going to have zero rushes this year. But he does have 13 receptions already in, in three games. He's like my last roster. Sp- like, he's someone I would have as my last roster spot. Obviously, I wouldn't plan on starting him every week. But he's someone when injuries and buys start coming around, which they are. He's going to be very valuable catching those passes from Tom Brady. We saw that type of things from James White. So if Gio can have that role, it's great for him. I am a little concerned because he has two very good backs in front of him. But as much as the other running backs are also making catches, he's definitely going to be the go-to guy making the receptions. So the next one is pretty obvious, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. So that's just Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. He's fine. He was drafted in the fourth round this year. 
in NFL. He's the backup to McCaffrey. Obviously, as long as McCaffrey's out, Hubbard's a start. The thing is, if you pick him up, if you're going to commit a top waiver spot to him, which you should, if you're going to commit 50% of your fab to, which I'm not sure of, but if you do, he's something you have to hold on to all year. Because the way that they use running backs in this offense, they just beat the crap out of him, and it might not be the last time McCaffrey's injured, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. So obviously, pick up Chuba. I don't have to talk about too much. He's the number one waiver claim for everybody. He should be. Um, he's someone, yeah, you, you should target him. Chuba right now, he's owned in 72% of leagues, so it's going to be tough to get him. But right, next one I want to talk about is Malcolm Brown. I'm not totally sold he's going to have a huge year. I mean, he's not going to have a huge year. <laughs> but I he's good enough to make me worry about Gaskin. The three-headed running back monster there is worrisome. Uh, he's just something to keep an eye out for, for a flyer. He's only had 17 rushes this season, but seven of, seven of them were this week. He was their red zone back, or more their, their end zone goal line back. And that's what worries me. Gaskin's getting a lot of play in the passing game, but Brown right now seems to be have the grasp on the end zone. And that's obviously very valuable if you just fall into points. All right, so next I have Cordell Patterson. What's cool about him is he's eligible as running back and wide receiver in Yahoo leagues. But even in leagues where he's not, he is a must-own in PPR leagues. He only has, well, I guess he's had seven targets the last two weeks, and he's had five receptions and six receptions the last two weeks. He has over 50 yards receiving each of those two weeks, and he's also getting seven carries. He's not doing really well with the carries, but if he's getting seven targets a week as your flex, that's good. And he's playing in the end zone, uh, in the red zone, so he's someone I would definitely keep my eye on. He's definitely someone I would take a flyer on because Mike Davis doesn't wow me. And Cordero Patterson doesn't wow me, but he can at least break some long plays, and he's used very uniquely in the offense. We see a lot of teams that have these, have tried to have these players that are like running back, wide receiver combos, and it never really works out. But Patterson seems to be the exception for that. Um, so he's on like 68% of leagues, and Zach Moss is also on 68% of leagues. And Zach Moss, uh, for the record, his full name is Zacchaeus Malik Moss, which is an awesome name. He had the best week out of the Buffalo running backs this week. I think... Singletary is a more explosive player. I like Singletary better. I think he's a better receiving back. But last week, Moss got 13 carries, and he got three targets. And he had a touchdown. And the week before, he had two touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns. Um, So they're using him a lot in the red zone. It was really weird week one he was benched. Um, But... He seems to be the guy to own right now in Buffalo. Even though I like Singletary more, I'd probably favor Moss at the moment to like own. So, yeah, that's my running backs I would focus on. So some really good wide receivers I think you should pick up. So there's Emmanuel Sanders, who he's had eight targets, six targets, and six targets. And he had two touchdowns last week. I would never really bought in on on Diggs as a huge number one. Obviously, he had had one big year. But I've always loved Emmanuel Sanders. He's always been that type of guy who 
can get used a million different ways, gets a lot of touchdowns, gets a lot of looks. Um, I mean, I say get a lot of touchdowns. He averages like seven touchdowns a year, which isn't huge, but he makes himself open. He gets yards. He has good yak. So with Manny Sanders, I think that offense is going to pass a lot. I just talked about two Buffalo guys in a row now, but he's obviously not their number one, but for PPR purposes, he might be their most volume offensive weapon, and he's been doing this for years now. I mean, he's 34, <laughs> and he always just puts up numbers. Um, I'm looking, I don't see a lot of years he played all 16 games which is worrisome, but the, the year when he does play, he puts up, you know, he has a 100-year, a 100-catch season. He has a lot of 70s, and that's not playing full seasons. He's probably really cheap right now. You can get him for almost nothing. On the wave wires, only 36%. Next is Hunter Renfro, who's only 26%. I mean, Carr's headed... Right now, he's on pace for the all-time passing yards record. That's not sustainable. But volume-wise, Renfro is going to be one of his top guys. Obviously, they feed the tight end a lot there. But all the other receivers are more big play guys. So with Renfro, he's definitely going to get the volume... And what he can make of it is what he can make of it. He's not the biggest touchdown threat in my eyes over his career. He only has seven touchdowns, including the one this week. But you're going to get lots of volume, which is what you're looking for for someone that's just cheap at this point. People that just get the balls in their hands, just like my next guy, Christian Kirk, 31%. I don't even know what to say about Kirk. I loved him forever, and he grew up with Kyler Murray, their best friends. For targets of five, four, and eight. What does concern me is he has an insane catch rate right now of eighty-eight percent. That offense, it's gonna to be tough for any one wide receiver to be huge. They have so many weapons and they have Kyler in his legs that obviously Kirk isn't a number one, he's probably named number two. But if you have three a three wide receiver league or he can start at your flex. I think he's someone who I would take a shot at for a little while and see if he keeps up this kind of volume. I mean, he's not going to have 104 yards like he did this week. He's not going to have two touchdowns like he did week one. But combination, just getting the ball in his hands, he makes things happen. So that's exciting to see. All right, tight ends. Dalton Schultz. He looked more athletic than I expected of him. He has six targets week one, seven targets week three. He's catching a lot of those targets. I mean, he has his catch rates are 100%, 100%, 85%. Maybe that the the this one might be not that sustainable, but in that offense, he's like the fifth or sixth player that defense have to worry about. And Dak likes to use him as a safety valve. You know, he never struck me as a huge athletic guy, but some of the plays he's been making this season have surprised me and. If you're streaming tight end, I think this last week was like a pretty good week for tight ends. He's on who I think he's probably not owned. You can play him. He was, let me see here. He was 10%. He's 10% owned right now. And so is Tyler Conklin. He's 13% owned. Scouts really like him. I don't know what more to say about that. He's He's been in the league a couple of years. He hasn't really done much in his career. But this year, he already is. He's only six catches away from his career high. He is that number one role for tight ends in that offense now. And we've seen how tight ends are used with Kirk Cousins. So he's someone I would pick up. 
And I have two more tight ends that I absolutely fucking love, and that's Mike Kosecki, who I've been high on forever. He had 10 receptions this week for 86 yards. That's not going to happen. When Tua comes back, I don't know what's going to happen either. But as long as Jacoby Brissett is the QB, he's going to use Gusecki. And, you know, he can he's someone that I think has some trade value right now if you own him. I mean, he's a, he's a tight end, so you're not going to get a ton. But you could get a maybe number four running back, which I think is more valuable than having a tight end. Cause a tight end you can stream, but number four running back for your team. There's going to be running backs dinged up with such a long season. So someone I'd pick up and kind of maybe play him for a couple more weeks and then shop him when two is headed back. Then Dawson Knox. I can't say it. Dawson Knox. <laughs> he, um, he's athletic. I always talk about how the Bills gave him handoffs. And I guess this only actually happened once in the regular season. So I take that part back, but... I don't know. I guess I want everyone in that Bills offense that's a pass receiver because they're going to throw a lot. And Knox can make things happen. He is definitely a stream type guy because he's going to be hit or miss. But the weeks where they are clearly, like, teams, when they're playing teams that aren't great against the tight end, I could see him having big weeks. And then, oh, the last, I forgot about a tight end, and that's Tommy Tremble, who they just traded away Dan Arnold. Tremble is a rookie. He's taken the third round. He only has one career catch and is a touchdown right now for last week for 30 yards. He's only, only, he's only had one target, too. He probably costs nothing, but I think he's worth a flyer because he's went from having absolutely no value to being the number one tight end on a team. So that's all my pickups. I do have some... Uh, trade targets and some sell highs. All right, so I know I've been really boring, so I'm just going to keep rambling, though. My cat's here to say hi. All right, Taco, we're at 20 minutes, so we're, we're getting there, girl. So a trade target I would pick up anywhere you can is Rashard Bateman. He was the first-round pick for the Ravens. He, he... Okay, so if you remember... Odell Beckham's rookie year, he missed the first, like, six weeks or so. And he just came out and lit the world on fire. There was a lot of people that were comparing him to Beckham before the draft. And, of course, he's hurt, so he wasn't really owned anywhere, so I picked him up in every league I could. But he'd come back and have a huge impact. And he's not costing anything right now because you can stash him on your IR. So there's no reason you shouldn't have Bateman. And, you know, if you have him for four weeks after he comes back and he's just not doing it, yeah, cup eight, whatever, but especially in Dynasty League, I would do what I can to get him. I would also, speaking of his teammate, Marquise Brown, he had some huge, huge drops, which is dropping his value for everybody, but he seems like he's the go-to receiver for that team. And even after he had the drops, Lamar just kept going back to him. Another one, another person I would buy low on is A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown... <sighs> He is the number one receiver on that team, but first of all, he's banged up, but Julio's been taking a lot of work. Brown had a great rookie year. He started off slow. I think he there's probably still some owners that value him really high, but if you can buy low, that's a great opportunity. Same with Robert Woods. His value is very low right now. 
Of course, this is the first year with Stafford, so we don't know. Maybe Stafford just doesn't trust him and will never get up, but I can't imagine that his numbers aren't going to get better. Then I have Saquon Barkley, who I have his snap count here somewhere. So Saquon Barkley. So this is his snaps in order of weeks. 48%, 84%, 86%. His carries went from 10 to 13 to 16. His backfield touches went from 64% to 83% to 96%. And he saw all of the Giants passing targets last week so he's back i think this is your last chance to buy low on him if he has another week where he gets 20 catch 20 touches then he's i mean no one's gonna trade him anymore so i would try to buy him everywhere he could and brandon Ayuk, oh man he's killing me this year but brandon Ayuk in week three he ran more routes than week one and two combined and he was he's clearly in the doghouse um but he at least is on the field again it still seems like Debo is the the guy but I think Ayuk has a huge upside so so that's some guys I would uh, I would try to buy low some guys I would sell high is James Robinson he's not gonna have another great week like that um actually let me pull up his stuff right here so like we, last week, James Robinson, he had almost six yards a carry. That's not going to happen with that team with that offensive line. He had six receptions. That's not going to happen. He's had three receptions the first two games. So expect, like, you know, around three or four receptions a game. And don't expect him having five yards a carry. Um, he's telling if you can get an, a number high number two running back for him, I would. Uh, maybe any number two running back for him, I would. That really worries me. Uh, Najee Harris, I would sell to. He broke the rookie record for receptions for a running back, which is one of those like weird asterisk stats. Uh, the previous high was he had 19. Oh, I'm sorry, the most targets. He had 19 targets. The previous high was 16. He also tied Saquon for the most targets of all time for rookie through three games to 27. Um. People are saying that that makes him locked in as a number one running back. But when you look at his rushing yards, he has averaging 2.8, 3.8, and 2.9. There's not going to be, in, in each of those games, it's 45 yards, 30 yards, and 40 yards. Not every week he's going to get 14 receptions. I mean, that's crazy. And. Ben is dumping it off quick, but I just don't think that pace is sustainable. If people draft him really high, if you can get that value for him in trade, I would do it in a second. Like, if you could trade Harris for Saquon, I would do it in a second. And the last one is DeAndre Hopkins. It's just kind of how I talked about with the Cardinals. So right now, Hopkins is tied for his team's lead in targets with AJ Green. So, you know, that tells you something right there, but they each have 18. Then Kirk's only one behind with 17, and then Moore's only, then Moore has 15. And then, not even thinking about their running backs, we also have, let me see, targets-wise, 17 targets for Chase Edmonds. So he's only one ahead of Chase Edmonds as well. So it seems like a pretty even timeshare for getting targets. And Kingsbury Hat is the type that has, like, you know, they want to have as many, like, the best receivers, the open receivers. So 
you know, if one guy's 18, one guy's 18, one guy's 17, one guy's 17, it's clearly going to get spread out. I think he's still a number one, but I think he's closer to a number two wide receiver than he is to a top five wide receiver. If you can get top five wide receiver value for him, I would do it. If you can trade Hopkins for like Calvin Ridley and something else because Ridley's starting slow, I think that's a great deal. Um, so that's all for my, my cells. Um, so I'm going to answer some questions. Oh, let me go over some stats ahead. When I was talking about um, the tight ends, I talked about Mike Kosecki. Jacoby Brissett also loves Jalen Waddle so far. Waddle has 33% of the target shares from Jacoby Brissett. So that's interesting. Okay, I'm going to answer some questions. So first of all, from Jess Rivera, is Tyler Heineke, Heineke a long-term option? So I don't – it worries me. If, if he's your quarterback, I would have a pretty good backup quarterback. I like what I see out of him, but at the same time, he's a 28-year-old journeyman. Just like the journeyman he's behind, he's going to have to play well enough to keep that job. One bad week, and they're going to go back to Fitzpatrick when Fitzpatrick is healthy. I do like the short-term play of Heineke, but if you're asking this because your opportunities to get another other quarterback, I would. If you're asking because you want to invest in Heineke, I wouldn't give up too much. Uh, in a dynasty, I probably wouldn't give up almost anything. In a redraft, um, you know, uh, maybe like give up a flex value guy, but he's not someone that I would target. I would rather have the quarterbacks I talked about earlier. I'd rather have Darnold. I'd rather have Jones. But I do like Heineke for what his value is, which is cheap. But keep that in mind. And Jess Rivera also asks, Damian Harris, uh, is he going to take a step up with White out or never trust the Patriots running back? See, I never believed in the never trust a Patriots running back because for like the past now it's probably been like seven or eight years. They run more in the red zone than any other team. Or maybe it's on the goal line. I'm not sure. But if they have someone who is their goal line back, they're going to have a ton of touchdown opportunities. Now, this offense is not good, so I don't know how many touchdown opportunities they're going to get per game, but he is their best running back. I think he'll get a little boost with White out. I'm interested to see if Stevenson is still in the doghouse for that fumble week one, but Harris has fumbled as well. J.J. Taylor looks like he he's good making some catches. Brandon Bolden got a lot of play last week because everyone else got hurt. I never like seeing Brandon Bolden in the game, but I like Damian Harris, and I think his value does go up because of White. I think right now he's probably undervalued because that Patriots offense is so bad, and it's going to be bad all year, but it's going to get better than what it is. The defense is good. They're, what they do best with Mac is they were doing, you know, clock control, yard, you know, battle for yardage, field position, use up the clock. And they do that with the running backs. And White, I mean, the offense runs through White. I've always said that. And with him gone, I think Jacoby Myers is going to take a big step up. I mean, he's already their number one wide receiver target-wise, but I think that's going to increase even more. But I think Harris might be the next person that gets a boost. Um, I think Bourne will get a little boost. And I'm a little worried about the tight ends. They're not doing well. But also, 
Janu Smith is dropping everything, including he had one last week and he dropped it into receiver into defender's hands. He ran it for a pick six. So he might be in the doghouse. Hunter Henry, he doesn't look explosive as he looked in the in past years. Uh he looks like a lumbering tight end. So I do like the Patriots running situation. Uh, and Harris is the one that is going to make that offense go. And then for Steven. Steven asks, what tier of QB could Zeke get? And he's talking about our specific league that we're in. It's two quarterbacks, 16-team, salary auction league. So it's also dynasty. So I'm going to talk about in general first. So I think Zeke could get anyone outside the top tier of quarterbacks. So with Zeke, you're not going to get Kyler Murray. You're not going to get Mahomes. You're not going to get Josh Allen. If we were to do a redraft, I still I still think Zeke would go in the second round. And I think running back is, this is the thinnest year it's ever been and in a long time. And a lot of running backs are getting hurt and extra schedule. I think they're going to bang up even more. I think Zeke is very valuable. In a 1QB redraft league, you might be able to get Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, anyone below that. So I'll basically take him out of the Murray Mahomes Allen tier. If you get like Herbert, I would love that. Herbert has been screwed this year by penalties taking away touchdowns. I think there's been like four or five already. Um, so someone like Herbert would be great. In a dynasty league, you might be able to get like uh, a Russell Wilson who's older because Zeke's kind of old for running back. You can probably get like a Tom Brady, a Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Tannehill, guys like that. In a 2QB league, that's a lot tougher. I think it'd probably be like a Jalen Hurts, Tannehill, Derek Carr tier. In our specific league, I went through every single team, because you're my man, you're my dude, and I put every quarterback you might be able to get for... And as I was saying about that league, it's 2QB, it's auction, it's dynasty, so... Quarterbacks are gold in this league. But let's see what I got for you here. So first I have Stafford for $4. All right, so Stafford for $4. So that person is one and two. They only have two quarterbacks. They have Justin Herbert and they have Stafford. So it might be really tough to get Stafford. I don't like the teams that only have two quarterbacks. It's going to be really tough. The teams that have three quarterbacks, it's going to be hard. The teams that have four quarterbacks, it might be doable. And you can only have four quarterbacks. Um, you're probably going to want a team that's competing because I think Zeke's price is like too much for someone to keep. I had him last year at cheaper than that, and I threw him back. So he's good for a team that's competing now, has has enough quarterbacks that they can spare one, and they're definitely going for it this year. So yeah, Stafford for $4. He might do it, but he's 1-2. But he has, it looks like his running back's pretty weak, but he does only have two quarterbacks. Next, I have Darnold for $40. Um, This is someone who used to be a Jets fan, so he paid $40 for Darnold. Darnold's not on the Jets anymore. He also has Daniel Jones, so he has two young quarterbacks. He also has Sean Watson, who you probably get for nothing. Um, He also only has two active quarterbacks, because I'm not counting Watson as an active quarterback. His running backs are pretty weak. He has Javante Williams and James Robinson as two starters. I could see him giving up Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones for Zeke. He wants to compete this year, but 
You might have to throw in Roethlisberger, which I'm sure you're fine with, but if you can get a $40 Darnold or Jones, $35 Jones, I like Darnold for those values better. I would probably do that if you only have to give up um, Roethlisberger and Zeke. And maybe you get something thrown in. Like I'm trying to see who has that you could get thrown in. I don't even know. Maybe like Rago or something. Um, next, I have Jason's team. You know that he usually hosts this show with me, so it would be great if he was here to answer this for you. But he has a two dollar Jimmy G. He has a thirty seven dollar Wentz. He only has three quarterbacks, and he's not going to give his like twelve dollar Mahomes. But you might be able to get Jimmy G. But he is a Forty ers fan, which is going to put a wrench in it. And you could maybe you could get a thirty seven dollar Mahomes, which I guess is fine value. I like Mahomes a lot this season, and he did really better than expected the first two weeks. Last week was pretty rough. Um, he's not too old that I'd be like steering away from him, but yeah, I don't know. Um, next. $1 Jordan Love, and this is my team, so I'm biased, but a $1 Jordan Love, if he gets the job for 10 years, having a $1 quarterback is gold. Like, I've had Russ for probably eight years at least for $3. Um, But, like, you'd want more than just Love. Like, I'd also have to, like, throw in, like, a $1 Cole Komet, uh, Kadarius Tony, who I really like, or Rashard Bateman, who's $1, Kenneth Gainwell. Like, you could get multiple players for him, um, but it also probably wouldn't help you this year because Love isn't starting this year. So that's, like, if if you can't get a Garoppolo. But I don't even know who I want more, Garoppolo or $2 or Love for one. I probably want Love more because he's more likely to be starting next year. So now, now I'm double-talking myself. But we do have, like, Gus's team who loves superstars. He has Trey Lance for $44. That's a lot for someone who doesn't start. Also, I, I I like Lance a lot. I like Lance a lot. That's like a medieval thing. Gus has two other QBs. I guess you might be able to get Tyler Henneke from... But I'd probably rather have Lance than Henneke. Um, but he has three three quarterbacks. He's Brady, who I'm sure he won't give up. He has Kyle Trask, which I'd rather have Jordan Love than Kyle Trask if it comes down to that. But maybe if you get T- Kyle Trask and Trey Lance, that'd be cool. Um, actually, he probably won't get Trask because Brady's back. I don't know. But Trey Lance at 44. I wouldn't hate that. Now, would you rather have a 44 Trey Lance or a $1 Jordan Love? I'd probably go... If I didn't know what Love's situation was next year, I would probably go $44 Trey Lance. If next year they're both starters, I would much rather have the $1 Jordan Love. So it, I guess a lot of this depends on who you have faith in for next year. Um, Someone has a $5 Taysom Hill. I... You could get him, but I wouldn't do it. Um, Kayla has Derek Carr for eight dollars. Where's her team? So, or yeah, Derek Carr for eight dollars. She only has one other quarterback, Baker. So it might be tough to get because she only has two starting quarterbacks. She also has Tyson Williams as a running back, and I, I am so out on Tyson Williams. So maybe she needs a running back. Um, who's this? Someone's got Goff for twenty-eight dollars and Ryan for forty-two dollars. They're two and one, and they are starting Elijah Mitchell. So, oh, they have McCaffrey that's out. They have a lot of injuries. Travis Etienne, who's out. Um, you might be able to pull that off. 
I'd for Goff over Ryan. I mean, I wouldn't do it for Ryan. I would probably do it for Goff for $28. Someone has Dalton for $7. You could get him, but he's also, you know, not likely to keep the job. But you'd want more pieces from him also if you're doing that. I'll have Stafford on here twice. I guess I really like Stafford for a dollar. Um, someone has Brissett for eleven dollars. I figured no one else is listening at this point except me and you. Um, you could get Brissett for eleven dollars, but I, you don't, I don't know if he's going to keep the job from Tua. Someone has Bridgewater for seventy-five dollars, so that could help you this year, but you're not going to keep him at that price. Fields twenty-nine dollars. So if you can get Fields for $29, I would do it. I don't know if the other team would. They have a chance to compete this year, so maybe you can sell them on that, but they do have some decent running backs, so it might be tough to pull that off. And then Fitzpatrick for a dollar. Um, that's a team that's not winning. I'm sure they gave Fitzpatrick. I'd probably want better than him. Fitzpatrick is old. Who knows how many more games he's going to start in his career. So I guess um, the ones I really like is Stafford for a dollar, but he is older too, keep that in mind. But I don't think he's too old to keep you away. He's going to be tough to get because they don't have as many quarterbacks. If you get Donald and Jones, Donald or Jones, one of them, Jimmy G or Wentz, one of them, Jordan Love and Pieces, Trey Lance, Derek Carr, Goff, and Fields. I think Fields, I don't know if they would do Fields, but those are the ones I think you get for Zeke. Um... I don't know. I have a feeling most of them are going to say no just because how tough it is to get quarterbacks. What I would do if I were you is, like, just fuck quarterbacks. I mean, if you get a, a cheap quarterback, good. Just get as many cheap, keepable pieces as you can, like guys for $1 and $2 that you want to keep, and then without Zeke on the books next year for the draft, just you're not going to have Big Ben on the in the draft next year too. Splurge next year, um, I don't know how good the rookie quarterback is going to be, but maybe a couple of veterans will, will get through. You can pay them a lot until a year comes, so you see a lot of good rookie quarterbacks, you know, throw your QBs back and save it all up. But, I mean, the way I built my team was I just had a lot of really cheap guys. Um, and then years that I saw someone I had to have, I just spent on them. I, you know, I did that this year with Trevor Lawrence. Um and I did that with Pitts. With Pitts, I don't know if I'm going to keep that price, but Lawrence, I'm going to keep that price for a long time. So, with the, especially with a league this deep, just get cheap guys that are going to be around for a long time that fill your roster, like Cole Komet and Jordan Love, if you can get for me. Um, you know, the person who has fields, let's see who else they have. They have, like, Jacoby Myers. That's Oh, they're definitely a Patriots fan. There's so many Patriots. But they have Jalen Waddle. Oh no, they have, man, their guys are expensive. Okay, so yeah, find cheap guys. That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's everything. This was not a good episode. I'm sorry for everybody. Um, but thank you for listening. And I kind of just rambled there. I do just want to say I've been off on Tyson Williams all season. I'm even more from now. He fumbled at their end zone. He. Um, he's not, Mario's a better pass blocker. Mario's safer running back. They're going to stick with Mario a lot. Uh, so if you can get something for Tyson Williams, do it. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.